Hey, welcome to the show. When we put this show together, one of the things that we keep in mind is uh, you don't want anybody asking, how come I don't know that? Why didn't I hear about this? Why am I just hearing about this now? You might be just hearing about this today, but we want to get you in the know as much as possible, as quickly as possible, because really, if you're not a big fan of tennis, and I mean a big fan of tennis, yesterday, you would not have known who Layla Fernandez is, but she is a Canadian. She's a 19-year-old from Montreal. She went into the U.S. Open. I think she was ranked 73rd in the world, so 73 in the world before the tournament. Uh, yesterday, she became just the third Canadian woman in open era to reach the semifinals of the U.S. Open. I mean, that is a massive deal. She's only 19 years old. Here to get the skinny on exactly who she is and what's her story, uh, Michael Downey, not the producer of the uh, John Oakley Show, the president and CEO of the tennis of Tennis Canada. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on, Michael. Good morning. Glad to be here. So, I mean, Layla Fernandez yesterday, she stunned herself, uh, not just her opponents. But here's here's a little clip of how she felt after the uh, the the last match she played. I honestly have no idea what I'm feeling right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm just uh, throughout the whole match. I was so nervous. I was trying to do what my coach told me to do, and. Thanks to you guys, to the crowd, to the New York crowd, cheering me on, fighting for me, and and never giving up for me. Thanks to you, I was able to push through today. It's like deja vu with Bianca Andrescu. I just want to play one more clip before we get into the ins and outs of who she is. I mean, the charm is there, and... Uh, the fact that she's another young Canadian woman is not lost on her or the people watching the U.S. Open. Have a listen. What is it that they're feeding you up north in Canada that is producing such incredible, inspiring tennis this week? I would say it's the maple syrup. <laughs> the Canadian maple syrup are very good, so... So gosh darn uh, charming, Layla Fernandez. Michael, who is Layla Fernandez and why are we just hearing about her now? Well, she's a, a, a sensational young woman, a, a great tennis player, but also a, a really great citizen. And she's got she's got ice in her veins, and that's partly why she's doing so well and under this pressure. Uh, Layla has developed quite well. Um, you know, she, as you said, she came into the U.S. Open at around seventy in the world, which is a phenomenal ranking for someone who was only eighteen at the time. Like, there's only one woman ahead of her who's younger in the ranking. So it puts that 74 in perspective. But I will tell you today, the live rankings, she's 36 in the world. And if she wins the semifinal on Thursday, she's 27 in the world. And if she actually wins the entire U.S. Open, she's south of 20 in the world. So I'm jumping ahead here, but her results have been outstanding. And I will say, you know, anyone that follows tennis closely, and there are many of the of Canadians that do that, she's had a phenomenal record playing for Canada in what's called the Billie Jean King Cup. She actually single-handedly pretty well won a tie or a competition against Serbia earlier in the year, and that's propelled Canada to the, day, to the Billie Jean King finals in Prague in early November, where her and, her and Bianca will lead Canada, and they're going to be a force to hopefully uh, contend for a world championship. How does her meteoric rise here in this U.S. Open, uh, how does it match up 
uh, with Bianca Andrescu's? Yeah, they're similar but different uh, in that with Bianca, she was winning ahead of the U.S. Open. Like, so she won Indian Wells, which is a major tournament in uh, in April every year. And then she was hurt, came back and won the Rogers Cup in Toronto and then take some time off and went into the U.S. Open and won it. So mm-hmm. she had this unique build of winning three consecutive tournaments with big down points in between the three competitions. In Layla's case, she actually had a bit of a, a an off summer. She lost her match in Montreal at the National Bank Open. I think she just was, was a little bit of deer in headlights because it was the first time she had played at home in Montreal and felt the pressure. So the results that she's, she's now demonstrating in the U.S. Open are a bit surprising, but not really. You know, what we find in tennis is it just came together. And she actually said in one of her early interviews after a, a win at the U.S. Open that she practiced really well in the summer. So she may not have had the results, but she felt good in practice. And I think that has a lot to do with why she's doing well. It's just come together uh, so well, and right now she's in what's called a zone. She's in a phenomenal zone, and you would not want to be facing her right now. The number two woman in the world who will be her opponent on Thursday will go in as the favorite, but is really quite concerned because Layla is playing lights out. And who is that? Uh, Sabalenka. So she's okay. a, a young woman from uh, Belarus. And um, she has never made a Grand Slam final. She's made semifinals. So the stakes are big for her as well. But I think if you watch the broadcast last night, um, she won her quarterfinal on the main stage. It was the first time she had played at Arthur Ashe. And you could tell in her post-game interview on court, she was trying to get the crowd support because she knows on Thursday the support is probably going to be more for Layla as the underdog and the sweetheart of the tournament. You know, one of these story, the storylines that I love most about, uh, you know, learning about Leila Fernandez is the storyline of her coach. Yep. Her dad is her coach and he was a soccer star. So he's not yep. even a tennis player. Um, how important is that when you, you think about her going into, as you said, you know, this important match? Uh, her next game is super important being in the zone. Doesn't it prove that, th- that any game, uh, part of it is, is really about where you are mentally? A big part of it. Like, you, you know, you, the play at this level, you've got to be a good tennis player, and that's a given, and she's playing great tennis. But I think mentally right now, she really is strong. Like, I, I honestly believe whoever coined the phrase, she's got ice in her veins, is actually right. Like, I think she loves the profile. She loves being in front of a big audience, and she's mentally strong. And I think it's a bit of an odd situation because her father, Jorge, is her coach, and as you're right, he's a former soccer player who's really learned tennis by studying it, videos, YouTube, you know, studying other left-handers like Kerber and all of this and how they play. But I think it's fascinating, too, that he's actually not there. He's in Florida, but he's coaching her from Florida. And I think I know Orge. Like, he probably can't sit still. Like, he told me he hasn't slept any night. Um, so I think he's probably feeling he's better to be in Florida, coaching her by phone and YouTube and, and Zoom, and he's getting her ready. But they're very close, the two of them as well, and I think that's making a difference. But I do find, I'll end on this note, um, mm-hmm. I do find it's funny when she's interviewed on court, she always talks about her coach 
And then the, the interviewer has to say, well, that's your dad. Eh? And she goes, yeah, she's just trying to separate coach from father, which I also see a, a sense of maturity because, you know, obviously Orge has two roles. Yeah, I, I, I think it's an incredible story. Uh, what do you think this does before I let you go? Because I know you've got a hard out. So in under a minute, what do you think this does for uh, tennis in general uh, here in Canada, especially when we're talking about women's tennis? Well, I think it just continues to do what Bianca started two years ago. And Bianca is, you know, she may not have advanced as far as she wanted it and 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 uh, defend her title, but she's, she's still 20 in the world at this point in time. There are going to be thousands of young girls and young boys in this country that are inspired. And Let's they're going to go maple flowing. Yeah, they're going to pick up a racket and play. And that's what we found. If you go back a decade ago, there were only about 50,000 youngsters in this country who played tennis frequently. Our most recent data says there's 250,000. So it's been a phenomenal decade. And I think it's not just Layla, it's not just Bianca, it's Jeannie, it's Milos, it's Felix, it's Dennis, it's all of them contributing to that inspiration. Michael, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate the uh, skinny on Leila Fernandez. Thank you for the opportunity. Bye. Have a great day. Michael Downey is president and CEO of Tennis Canada.